You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Hi, Spot On listeners. Today, we are going to cover why your diet should contain smash. You're probably saying, oh no, what is smash? And I know it doesn't contain smash, so therefore I need to learn more. And I brought on the person that's going to tell us more about this. Uh, This is my good friend, Maya Fellas. She is a registered dietitian in Brooklyn, which you know, you can sound my accent, right? And she's a uh, nationally known, recognized expert. She has a private practice. She really is a guru on medical nutrition therapy for reducing the risk of all kinds of diseases that you can fight with a fork and a knife. She got a master's from New York University. And you know, you're going to hear her but um, wait until you see her because she's she's recognizable because you're going to see her oftentimes on Good Morning America, and now she's on Good Morning America 3. But more important, she has a book coming out. I can't wait. It's called The Southern Comfort Food Diabetes Cookbook, Over 100 Recipes for a Healthy Life. So I can't wait for that book to come back. And more importantly, I can't wait to welcome Maya on Spot On. Hi, Joan. How are you doing, my dear? What an incredible introduction. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be on Spot On. Oh, I am thrilled that you're here. And I'm I'm thrilled that you're in Brooklyn because, you know, you're my people. I'm a Jersey girl, which you know, but I'm related to so many people in New York and Brooklyn and everything that I feel like I'm going to start crying now. So let's not do that. So you wrote an article. I should say you did not write the article, but you are the star of an article that was written um, all about what smash is. And I picked up this article because I didn't I didn't even know. And I read it. I said, how clever and how important. So let's start off the bat here. What the heck is smash? I know what a funny name, but I love it because it's like, it's so catchy and it's like, it like it jingles in your ear and then you're like, oh, what is this smash? I want to know more about it. So smash is, it's salmon for the S, mackerel for the M, anchovies for the A, sardines for the other S, and herring for the last H. Now I have to say, Joan, these are all fish that I love. Mm. And so many of my patients say to me, no anchovies, no way. No (laughs) sardines, absolutely not. Herring, see you later. (laughs) However, being who I am and a child of the Caribbean, and I don't know Mm. if it's the mix of flavors and, but I love mackerel. I love anchovies. I love sardines and I love to smoke herring. Okay, so this is going to be great because you're not only going to tell us why we need to be eating these, but you're going to tell us how since you're having such a love affair with all this, all these different kinds of fish. So, so what's in these babies that you know? Why why should we eat them? In general, you know, we always talk about seafood, right? And we talk about fish. So I, there are two things I want to say. Smash, it's the fish, right? But when we see sea or when we say seafood, we're also talking about like sea vegetables like kelp, 
And that's mm. not included mm. in Smash. But I always have to mm -hmm. talk about kelp and give it a little bit of love because, oh my goodness, I love that regenerative plant that grows mm. under the ocean for so many mm. reasons, mm -hmm. many of which are linked to why I love Smash. And Smash fish are an excellent source of omega-3 fatty acids. You're going to find some great protein in there. And it's really that high biological value protein. You'll also find some vitamins as well as minerals in the smashed fish. Now, when we're looking at it from a nutrition perspective, right? And we're thinking, why do we just, you know, why do we want to consume fish? It's because really that entire kind of nutrient package is so good for our bodies to function optimally. I mean, Joan, you talk about it in your book, which by the way, I love and have read and have uh, even used with patients of mine because it's so digestible, right? And so it's like, how do we get our patients to engage in consuming food that's really good for the whole body health, but when it, you know, but also targets things like heart health and brain health and the central nervous system and bone health. And all of that is supported when you consume these smash fish. So they're really nutrient rich, right? You know, we, the buzzword is now nutrient dense, but I don't, I don't like the word dense. I like, like to say nutrient rich. So you're getting a lot of nutrition for each bite then. That's exactly right. And you know, it's so funny today in class with my students, I asked them exactly that question. I said, how would you define nutrient density to a patient? How would you encourage someone to choose a food that actually is packed with these vitamins and minerals and all of those good for you nutrients? that support your whole body health. And, you know, it's like you want to give examples of things like smash fish, but you also want people to understand that we're talking about nutrients that support all the systems in the body and support their functioning optimally and also reduce the risk of developing chronic illnesses. Because we know that when our cells are properly fed, right, that they express themselves correctly, right? Like it's not like they mm -hmm. misfire and go haywire and then disease has the chance to brew. So, you know, when we talk about these omega-3 fatty acids and we talk, have, have, we've, in the past, we've talked a little bit about this on some spot on episodes, but remind us, what is the benefit of these omega-3s? Yeah, so omega-3s are incredible antioxidants, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're thinking about antioxidants and their activity, what they can actually do, think of them as being protective against oxidation, right? Mm -hmm. Or free radical damage within the body. And so when we give our bodies access to foods that are rich in these antioxidants, and this is not like buzzy or like a fad thing, it actually helps to reduce systemic inflammation. And we know that inflammation, yes, in some parts can be beneficial and protective, but when left unchecked is actually the root of many chronic conditions. So when people consume patterns of eating that are rich in these omega-3s that, that have this great antioxidant capability, it actually reduces their risk of cardiometabolic conditions, right? So we see fewer heart attacks. We see fewer strokes. Um, also, the other thing with, you know, the kind of, the, I'd say the package that is seafood, we also see some other nutrients in there. And I'm sure you're going to ask me about that in a moment. Um, but those other nutrients support brain health. They support heart health. They support bone health. They kind of support kind of the immune system overall. So the omega-3s are 
really important for reducing oxidation and kind of helping to blunt some of that free radical damage that happens. It could be because of aging. It could mm-hmm. be because of exposure to heavily processed foods, right? Which mm-hmm. for, for many of people living in this country, if we follow you know the standard American diet or that pattern of eating, we know that we're eating more of the pro-inflammatory foods like the added mm-hmm. sugars, fats, and salt. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the smash fish helped to offset some of those negative impacts within the system. So, you know, we, we've been talking about, you know, longevity and, and, and how these smash uh, fish can increase longevity. And, you know, we're, we're not about uh, any longer, oh, I want to live to, you know, 100. No, I want to live to 100 but still be golfing. You know, or still be, you know, uh, you know, driving my car. And I think, you know, that we all want to live longer, but we want to live better than the generation before us. Uh, And so I think that, you know, it's all about the quality of your health. Like you had said, mental health with cognitive health. Uh, so th- I think that's really, really important. It's not that you're just going to live longer, but you're going to live longer and you're going to live better by having these these smash fish on there. You know, I looked up my uh, what what is the number one fish that Americans eat, and of course the number one was shrimp. You know, but I have to tell you, I was proud as a little peacock because salmon came in second. Yes, listen, actually, you know, it's so funny. So I've got this friend who um, is an Italian chef and we work together on a number of food and nutrition projects. And she says, you Americans and your salmon, you guys want salmon all the time. And she's like, there's so many other fish. She's like a huge proponent for smash in general because it really encompasses the other seafood. Um, But I have to say, when I'm thinking about encouraging people to eat seafood, I'm also talking about to them about saying things like, where are you getting your seafood from, right? Mm-hmm. Has it been sustainably harvested, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you thinking about kind of the planetary health overall? Because the truth is, just like you said, we do want to live well as we move through the life cycle, but we also want to live in a healthy planet. And so I think that we have to begin to put those in kind of parallel in conversation, right? Like our health is dependent on the health of the planet. The health of the planet is dependent on our health, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that that also should be like a part of the uh, seafood conversation. Yeah, that was one of the reasons when I read this article, and we're going to put this article up on the uh, Spot on Facebook page. Um, you know, it was like, okay, salmon, we got, we got the email about salmon. Okay. We got it. We understand the salmon. And maybe we got the email about the sardines, but the mackerel and the anchovies and the herring, we haven't. And, you know, let's make friends with new little, you know, fish out there. I mean, why, you know, why are we still buying one? And and you talked about sustainability. If we eat all the salmon, what, you know, let's, let's spread the wealth a little bit longer. So, you know, a little while in this little episode, we're going to ask you how you eat these foods. But before we get to that, What's also important, Meyer, is it that it's not only the, the the wonderful nutrients that are in the smash fish, like the selenium and maybe like the vitamin D, but what's not in them? And so let's talk about that because you you know Americans uh, uh, have to uh, diet that's too high in saturated fat, and and these fish, which all fish, and these fish in particular, let's talk about the saturated fat in these fish. So. Here's the thing that I always like to say when we're looking at the saturated fat, like, you know, 
really in that fish, the smashed fish, it's not, I would say, highly abundant, right? Saturated fat is not the major type of fat in those fish. Really, we have the unsaturated fatty acids. That's why we love the omega-3s, right? Because it's actually really good in terms of cardiovascular health. Um, today, in class, my students, again, we're talking about protein and the types of protein that are consumed according to the Healthy Eating Index in this country. Mm -hmm. And of course, what comes up at the top of the list is saturated fat with animal proteins. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, right, seafood is not the thing that is readily consumed. Mm -hmm. And we know that seafood tends to be lower in saturated fat, right? And it has mm -hmm. the better proportion of the types of fat that we want to see. Um, and really, as I said, is supportive of overall cardiovascular health. So if we can get people to really think about including that seafood in their pattern of eating on a regular basis, and maybe from time to time, I, I never say omit completely, right? Because that's uh -huh. not realistic. But if we can shift the ratio and have uh -huh. some seafood showing up as that plant-based protein, as well, sorry, excuse me, seafood showing up as the protein, uh -huh. as well as plants and plant-based protein showing up with the seafood, and then reducing the saturated fats coming from meat and poultry. And coconut oil, right? Right. Then we're going to have better health outcomes. Right. So, you know, the, what we're saying here, we're going to get two for the price of one here. So if you're eating more fish, you, which is naturally low in saturated fat, you're going to get the protein, less saturated fat, displace another source of protein, an animal protein that might be higher. And then if we do the smash fish, now we're getting three for the price of one because I'm getting those omega-3 fatty acids. Exactly. See, see, Maya, I like to shop, honey. I, you know, I, you know, I, I could calculate 20% off before I could speak English. So I, I'm a good shopper. So when it comes to this, I'm looking at this and saying, you know, if you're going to eat something, let's get as much as you can, like you said, being nutrient-rich um, for each bite there. You said something interesting about, you know, Americans are not getting enough. So what is the recommendation and how, how much we're not getting? So what is the recommendation? So the, it, this, I have to tell you, Joan, so, you know, I started this thing in my class where I have the students do a dietary guidelines presentation mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that they can break it down. Because I keep telling them, I'm like, we have to understand the guidelines and the recommendations so that we can also understand what people are actually consuming versus what they're not consuming. You know, you are so smart. I'm going to tell you something. And, and, and for all the nutrition uh, professionals that are listening to this, they are laughing right now. And for those that are non-nutrition uh, professionals, the dietary guidelines come out every five years. And, every, and, and and you think it's just fuff fuff. No, there's so much information, right, Maya, in that, in these dietary guidelines. And you are so good because you make them die deep and really filter it all out. I mean, it takes you a long time to read these dietary guidelines. So I, I love the fact that you make them do that. Oh, yeah. I break okay. them up into groups, Joan. And, right. and then they present back to each other. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Yes, of course. It's sure. awesome. So, so it's interesting. So basically what the healthy eating index is saying is that, you know, the recommendation of having two to three servings per week um, kind of across various 
stages of the life cycle, people aren't meeting those recommendations. So two to three servings a week of, of, of fish. Exactly. And okay. it, it varies w- depending on where you are in the life cycle, right? Okay. So, you know, for children, it can be anywhere from one to two uh, servings per week. Mm-hmm. And it depends also, too, on what you're saying the child is, you know, because mm-hmm. 12 months old, it's not likely that they're going to hit one serving for a week. You know, mm-hmm. they might get half a serving. Right. Um, and so really, it's when we're starting to look from like that ages two and up um, mm-hmm. for those school age children. But then people who were uh, breastfeeding or pregnant, then that's really where we want to see an increase in seafood because of kind of the benefits associated with brain, eye, and heart development. So that's where we get up to the two to three. And then Mm -hmm. for adults, you know what I mean? Again, that's where we're going to say maybe same thing, two to three, but it's probably a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting. I have to say, I've been looking um, a little bit about people going through the menopausal transition and the increased need for protein and kind of this focus on bone health. And mm-hmm. I have to say, like, I haven't done the full research here, but I do wonder if we encourage people going through the menopausal transition, because we always ask for more protein during that transition. Mm-hmm. If we encourage closer to the three servings per week, if we would see improvement in bone health, you know what I mean? And in right. in terms of cognition, brain fog, depression, kind of some of those troubles, some symptoms that come along with that transition. I wonder what that would look like for the population if we were like overtly addressing it and thinking about it. So we have to like if menopausal women, you know, smash may make you happy. Listen, you know, <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, go. right? That's good. It's like smash is going to improve, you know, brain health and cognition. I am there for all of it. Yeah, there we go. One bite gets everything. All right. All right. So where is it, it? You know, Americans are not even coming two to three servings. My gosh, where are they coming in at? They're coming at one to ser- one serving or less. And guess what, Joan? It's in the form of fish sticks. Oh. And we're and we know Maya that there's no smash in those fish stick. Nope, nope. It's usually some type of white fish that's in yeah. a fish stick. You know what I mean? Like still right. good fish, right? Like fish, all seafood is great. Um, but it's you know it's definitely not. It's not in the vehicle that we want it to right. be in, right? We right. prefer right. food to be consumed in its whole and minimally processed form with limited added sugars, salts, and fats. And I have to say about the, you know, added salts with the new recommendation where we're calling for a 12% reduction over the next few years, mm-hmm. manufacturers are going to have to really cut the salt that they're putting into packaged goods. Right. And so right. are restaurants. And so, you know, I highly recommend that people begin to expand the types of seafood that's on their plate and that they start to play with how they're preparing it. You know, fish sticks right. are fine, right? As if that's your, you know, dipping your toe in. But, you know, you can put almost anything on a piece of fish and it can be delicious. That's great. That's great. All right. So this is what I want. We got the smash. We got the salmon, the mackerel, the anchovies, the sardines, and the herring. So this is what I want to do. Um, I want to, you know, have you pick your little brain here. Not little brain, but big brain. And and how do you have, how can you have these foods throughout the day? Let's give you some, give our listeners some tips here. So, and you know, at breakfast, you know, 
I think of locks, you know, so, okay, hello. All right, so give me give me some more things. How could you have these at breakfast? Because we always hear that we want to have protein throughout the day, and, and fish is a great protein source. So how could you have it at breakfast? So I, I absolutely love locks, I have to tell you. I mean, mm-hmm. I am, I'm known to take locks and chives and put them into my eggs, not mm-hmm. even on a bagel, but like I will literally do that, locks and chives into an eggs. But I also love, there's this... Um, dish in the Caribbean with smoked herring that gets prepared with smoked herring and tomato and onion and peppers. Um, and then you can eat it on whatever you want. Uh, I personally think it's delicious. And I think it's a nice way to, you know, start your day off with a little bit of herring or something like that. I mean, I, Joan, I also eat like savory food for breakfast. Yes, I do the same thing. Doesn't herring taste like tuna for people who haven't had it? I think so. That's a really excellent way to think about it. It's like, I know it sounds intimidating and it's like, oh my gosh, herring, what am I going to do with that? It's actually Mm -hmm. delicious. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's really delicious. Okay, so everybody on on, uh, this week's grocery list, let's go get some herring and you can get it a can, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can get it in a can. There's a wonderful, like so many companies are doing awesome things where they're taking some of that herring, you know, or the smaller fish and they're putting a little bit of olive oil, they're putting onion, there's capers in there. Some people are even adding herbs and spices in and then you just take that can, open it onto whatever you've made and there you have your little like, you know, punch of protein. Right. And you know, that's right to lead into what's happening and to get seafood at lunch. You know, you people think that, oh, I have to have, you know, two to three servings of fish a week, uh, two to three dinners. No, nobody said it was dinner. And that's where you can get that, that canned herring. Or oh, I love those pouches of, of salmon or canned salmon at lunch on your salad or on your sandwich or whatever. And so it doesn't have to be dinner. So, but how would you do like a mackerel, um, like at lunch? So there's actually, sometimes I've done it where I'll take a toast, like a nice sourdough mm-hmm. toast, and then I'll put the mackerel on top um, and I'll put some, you know, fresh black pepper. I like to do like a little bit of marinated lemon because I like to eat mm-hmm. the rind. And so like I make a little toast with it. I've done that also with sardines too, Jane, Joan, mm-hmm. like incredible. Um, so I like both on toast, but okay. mackerel, I too would take mackerel and I would have it over rice. You know, ah. so like I like a little bit of rice and then maybe I'll put some beans or any kind of, you know, like edamame. Sometimes I'll use like a fermented soybean natto because I like I like that flavor. And I recognize that um, bitter is not the predominant flavor in this country that we lean toward. But I do like it. And so I like to offset it with rice, which I perceive as sweet. Um because I, I think it's sweet for my palate. And then I like to put, you know, a little bit of fish that has a tiny bit of like a pungentness to it with mm-hmm. something bitter and then like a sweet green alongside mm-hmm. and maybe some fresh kind of tomato with pepper. And I love spice. So I put like a little jalapeno and everything. Well, my, you know that I'm, I'm 110% Italian. So I always, the, the, the sardines are always in tomato sauce. Yes. Oh, I mean, yes. Joan, have you tried, okay, here I am again with the kelp. Have you tried kelp puree in, it's incredible. It is like the best kept secret because it gives that same ocean briny flavor, Mm. but it's kelp. 
which is like incredible source of iodine. I know we're not talking about that today, but it's like wildly nutritious. Try that and then tell me how you like it. Okay. And then put in the tomato sauce? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The same way like when you're starting. Yes. With the sardines. Exactly. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Fabulous. All right. Snacks. Let's Because, you know, snack is a great way. We often hear, again, we like to have some high-protein snacks. So how would you have smash fish as a snack? Yeah. So there are a couple of companies that are doing really interesting uh, fish jerky. Don't get scared, oh. everyone oh. who's listening. But I had an incredible maple salmon jerky just a couple days ago, and it was fairly low in sodium. And really delicious. That's a great idea. Right? Right. I was thrilled. I was like, this is a win. And my daughter ate it too. So I felt like. There we go. What more do you need? Exactly. That's great. So so the, the, the salmon jerky. But you could have like salmon, uh, you know, like uh, salmon maybe with a little mayo or something on it or and have it as a little salmon salad on a tomato or something for a snack. Absolutely. I mean, also, too, the other thing is like, you know, the anchovies and the sardines. So I have a number of friends from like the Scandinavian region of the world um, and they're, they've turned me on over the years. I mean, I, there's not a food that I don't love, but you know, they've turned me on to like these seeded crisp breads topped with the tiny fish and a little bit of mustard. I know it's like not a thing that we really do here in the U.S., but I'm telling you, if you do that, add a little tomato. And if you're a person who wants more salt, put some capers or a really yeah. big caper berry and cut it into pieces. I mean, it sounds like an incredible snack to me. Yeah, right. Again, very, very, very satisfying. Now, dinner is probably the easiest, um, you know, because you think of, well, you know, your salmon, you can grill it, your salmon cakes and whatever. But I want to tell you, I, I gave myself a present because I've been good. I, I'm the last person on earth, but I finally bought an air fryer. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm the last person on earth. Okay. So I made salmon in the air fryer. That was outrageous. I mean, just like outrageous. So I would assume, Maya, that you could do, you know, you could do mackerel, you know, if you wanted to, you know, if it was raw or something, you could put it in there. So how could we, what can we do at dinner? So I actually love taking all those small fish and then frying them in the air fryer. Like I love that. And then literally putting it on whatever you're doing. So let's say you want to do like one of those small fish with like a Calabrian chili. I mean, Uh that's incredible over a fresh pasta, in my opinion. You know Mm. what I mean? I think that that Uh sounds absolutely delicious. I also, Uh as I said before, if you want to do it over rice, you could also do it over wild rice, for example. Mm. Right. Um, Oh, I had this incredible cook along with the chefs at Wits and they, that's wellness in the schools. They did the salmon three ways and they took salmon fillets and then breaded them in panko. And I think they might've even put like some like hulled hemp seeds or something like that and then put them in the air fryer and made salmon nuggets with them. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. You know, and you, you talk about fish and chips and, you know, there you go. There's your fish. 
Oh my goodness, that's a great that's, that's a wonderful idea, and that's a great way to get it in a fan something you know the family that would really like that. So before I, I I let you go, I have to ask you the million dollar question. So here you are, my dear, you're coming out with the Southern Comfort Food Diabetes Cookbook, and uh, is there a, are there any smash recipes in there? So Joan, you will be so happy to know that that cookbook has come out, and oh. yes, that one came out. There's another one that's coming. Um, and the Southern Comfort Food does have some smash recipes in there. And the one that is also coming does have some smash recipes in there. And that one that's coming is uh, slated for October 2022. And that's in coming from Goop and Penguin Random House. No, okay. And and what is the name of that one? So that name is still to be decided. <laughs> to be decided. Name. Name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't you love that? I know. It's coming in October 2022, and the name is to be decided. The recipes are all done. Pictures are taken. It's going to be a blank cover, and it's going to say Maya by Maya Fella, and it's going to have these recipes, and you just just buy it, all right? We don't, and, you know, why don't we just name it ourselves? You know, we could call it, we could, you know, call it our favorite cookbook by Maya Fella and put it on the counter. There we go. All right, that, with that, my dear, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about Smash because I am going to now broaden mine and I'm going to get some uh, uh, sardines and mackerel in, in there. The, re- the other ones I already did, but I am going to expand my fish horizon here and I'm going to feel better about it. So, with that, Maya Fella, I want to thank you for coming on Spot On. Joan, thank you so much for having me. It is always a pleasure talking to you, whether or not it is virtually or in real life. Yeah, well, forget the virtual. Next time we meet, it's going to be real life. There you go. (laughs) Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition Program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?